Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Hey, let's get into our preview of this Rams-Bengals game on Monday Night Football. And we're going to be coming at you three times about this game. Hope to have some Tom Quartz crossover content sitting down with a Bengals podcaster that will be coming at you over this weekend. And after this segment, we have our week three Rams up straight up game picks. Right now, I'm going to give you my spin on this game. Game history between these two teams, Bengals lead eight wins and seven losses. The last time they played, well, that was the 2021 Super Bowl played in February of 2022 Rams 23, Bengals 20. We don't really need to talk about that glorious game. You all remember it like it was yesterday. Should be a beautiful SoCal weather type of day in Cincinnati. Great time of year to be playing the Bengals, actually. Low of 57, a high of 77. So weather will not be an issue for the Rams. The odds opened up at over 6. And then with this concern about Joe Burrow, whether he's going to play or not, or is it going to be Jake Browning, odds have slipped down to, I've seen as low as two. Surprised they didn't just take it offline completely. Let's talk about the 2022 Cincinnati Bengals. They had a very good year. They were four and four after week eight. Closed out with eight straight wins if you dismiss the suspended game against the Bills. Ended up 12 and four. Remember, them and the Bills had one less game because of that suspended game. Won the AFC North, beat the Ravens in the wild card game, and they got screwed, really, by the NFL having to play in that wild card game at all. Beat the Bills in the divisional round, then lost to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and that was largely due to that late penalty along the sideline. Very painful play for Bengal fans. They were the 8th rated offense, the 5th rated passing offense. They have those three really good receivers. And their defense was pretty much middle of the pack, really. Burrow threw for just under 4,500 yards, 35 TDs, and just 12 interceptions. I think he's a top three quarterback in this league when healthy, and that's the problem. And remember, those stats were over just 16 games. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, both over 1,000 yards receiving. Joe Mixon led the Russian attack, 814 yards in 14 games. Logan Wilson led them in tackles, 123. And Trey Hendrickson, often overlooked player, eight sacks. They're coached by someone on the Sean McVay coaching tree, Zach Taylor. By the way, Sean McVay's coaching tree is off to a bad start this season. Brandon Staley 0-2, Zach Taylor 0-2, Kevin O'Connell 0-2. Their offensive coordinator is Brian Callahan out of Concord de la Salle in UCLA, by the way. The DC is the famous Lou Anarumo. 
considered one of the best in-game adjusters in the NFL. What'd they do in the draft? Well, their first pick 28th overall was the defensive end out of Clemson, Miles Murphy. They came back and got one of the fastest DBs, DJ Turner out of Michigan. And they got Chuck Sizzle, Charlie Jones, the wide receiver out of Purdue, and running back Chase Brown out of Illinois. Had eight picks overall. Those are the notable ones. Free agent signings. Perhaps the biggest free agent signing in the NFL, at least we all thought so, signing the Chiefs' left tackle Orlando Brown for a four-year, $64 million deal. They also signed Nick Scott, the Rams' safety, and Sidney Jones, the cornerback. The Bengals added some death there in the secondary, but that secondary's had some struggles this year. They lost safety Jesse Bates and safety Von Bell. And remember, Von Bell was the one that had that dust-up with Matthew Stafford after Bell hit Cup in the end zone in the Super Bowl. Tight end Hayden Hurst also moved on. Their key players, I already mentioned all of them, really, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and Trey Hendrickson, have one of the most reliable kickers, Evan McPherson, and, of course, the newly signed left tackle Orlando Brown. Signed to protect Joe Burrow, but now he may be protecting Jake Brownie. This year so far, 0-2 losses to the Browns and Ravens, two pretty good football teams. Their secondary has really struggled. Jamar Chase over two games, just 10 catches for 70 yards. The defense has given up 206 and 178 yards rushing over their first two games. Rams got to take advantage of that. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, the Rams got to find a way to exploit that run defense. It's fine having Matthew Stafford drop back and pick a defense apart, but this is an opportunity to get that run game going. Now, it might have been a good game to hand the ball to Cam Akers 12 or 14 times, but that's not going to happen. I'm guessing we're going to see a little bit of Ronnie Rivers in this game, but whatever it takes, and I'm still not convinced Kyron Williams is the guy to carry the ball 22-24 times. I really don't think he is. So I'm guessing Ronnie Rivers and Kyron Williams are going to split some duties here, and they got to get it done against this defense. If they can, it's going to be open season for Matthew Stafford. Fearsome key number two on defense. Hey, just pick one of these receivers and take them away. Just shut down T. Higgins, shut down Jamar Chase. Uh, maybe the other one will go off a little bit, but I think you got to take away one of these weapons in the passing game. Now, this could revolve around fearsome key number three, whoever the quarterback is, who is the quarterback. And, hey, sorry, I don't know what to say about this other than who plays quarterback for the Bengals could be the most important factor in this game, obviously. But whoever it is, the Rams got to stick to that key number two, take away one of those primary receivers, and then also bring some heat. You know, Joe Burrow, if he's playing, is not going to be 100%, especially when it comes to mobility. Make him uneasy early on. Make him move off the spot. He's not going to be able to run much. Bring the heat. If it's Jake Browning, you know, a guy that hasn't completed a pass at the NFL level, introduce him real quickly to what Byron Young and Aaron Donald and Michael Hoyt can do. Get some pressure. Didn't get really much against the 49ers. Got to get it done this week. And fearsome key number four, 
How about a Monday night football takeaway? We haven't had a single takeaway. Gave the ball away twice last week. It's an unsettling trend. This Ram team has to go positive in the turnover department for once. They had a couple of chances last week. Ball didn't bounce their way. Hopefully it bounces their way this week. What's my final word on this game? I think the Rams might be the better team right now, especially if Jake Browning is the quarterback, unless he's a second coming of Tom Brady. I think he's going to have a hard time against this Ram defense. They're going to throw a lot of stuff at him, confuse him. If it's Joe Burrow, the Rams are going to put some heat on him, take away Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, shut one of them down. Keep an eye on Joe Mixon. He could be a big factor in this game. If he gets rolling, that could change everything. But I'm not too worried about that. I'm worried about Jake Browning, the rookie quarterback, getting settled and making plays early, gaining confidence. And if it's Joe Burrow, I'm worried about him feeling too comfortable in the pocket as well and starting to find those three receivers against this Rams defense that is looking promising, but I still think they're vulnerable. And that probably would be my fearsome key number five. In retrospect, probably got to limit Joe Mixon because that could be the Bengal strategy in this game. The more I think about it, they're going to try to establish him in the run game. They're going to have to, right? Because if they can't get something going on the ground, they're going to be in big trouble with either one of these quarterbacks. Joe Burrow because of the health issue, Jake Browning because of the inexperience. My prediction, you know, I always pick the Rams, you know that by now, but I'm going to go overboard on this one. I think the Rams are primed for a coming out party against a team that's kind of wounded. It's on their field. It's on the Bengals' home field. I get it. But I think the Rams are going to have one of their best offensive performances in quite a while, and they're going to win this game 33-17. to That's my pick. Rams winning, going away. They're going to finally start getting some respect. Eh, They're getting a little bit right now, not as much as they should. I see some people picking the Bengals. I'm not sure why, unless they think Joe Burrow is 100% and he's going to go. That kind of changes things. But what I know right now, I'm taking my Rams by a couple of touchdowns plus 33-17 to on Monday Night Football. Next up, our Week 3 Game Picks. Hey, Ram fans, I have my week three Rams straight-up picks here for you. Format's a little bit different this week. Going solo, my special assistant, Matt, cannot join me. We had a bad week last week, as you can see on the screen there. Not a good week. And you know what? It's mostly his fault. (laughs) It's mostly Matt's fault. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, It was a tough week for us, though, and he has a big weekend ahead of him. Couldn't make it. Hopefully he'll be back next week. But reviewing last week's picks, went 8-8. Eight and eight. So overall, we're 18-13. and 13. We did not pick that first Thursday night game. So 18-13 and 13 after two weeks, not horrible. But hey, just goes to show you how tough these games are to pick. And my, my record is really hurt over the years by the fact I always picked the Rams. Well, at least last year. Hopefully not so much this year. But, uh, you know, if you pick the same team every weekend, uh, you're going to get, you know, five, six, seven wrong for sure, right? And possibly more. But there are my correct picks marked in blue there. And, uh, hey, let's look at next week. And actually, this this uh, week three 
I think might be a little bit better for us. Uh, I was picking the 49ers, obviously, and that game's going on as I record this, and I'm going to get that one right. Colts at Ravens, I think that's a gimme as well. Uh, Colts, Anthony Richardson, uh, injury prone. Is that because of a style of play? I'm not sure, but hey, Ravens are going to win that game going away. Titans-Browns is a really interesting game. The Titans have always been really good defending the run, number one in the league last year. Now they get the Browns who have a real emotional shock working against them. No Nick Chubb. They signed Kareem Hunt. I still think the Browns are the better team and they're at home, so I'll go with them. But that's going to be that's going to be a tough game for both teams. It's going to be maybe not super exciting, but uh, old school football, I think. Uh, that's how Mike Vrabel's teams play. So I'll go with the Browns, though. Falcons at the Lions. You know, Falcons on the upswing a little bit. The Lions, you know, we were all over them after that win over the Chiefs. And then uh, they let that one get away from them at home against the Seahawks. I don't think they lose two in a row at home. And I am going to go with the Lions. Jared Goff over Ritter, the second-year quarterback for the Falcons. Saints at Packers. You know, and two teams that are potentially going to be fighting the Rams for a playoff spot, for a wildcard spot. That's the way I see it. And who do you root for? Well, Saints are 2-0. and They could very easily win that division. Uh, Packers 1-1. One and one. I'm going to go with the home team again. You know, when in doubt, take the home team. Lambeau is a tough place to play. Uh, this year is a good time to, to play in Green Bay. But I'll take the Packers. Texans at the Jags. Hey, once again, I'm going with the home team. The Houston Texans are going to fall to the Jags. Jags move to 2-1. and one. Broncos at the Dolphins. Hey, the Dolphins are the better team. They're at home. Take the Dolphins. Uh, I think this is a fairly straightforward pick. Russell Wilson, is he falling out of favor already? With Sean Payton. Hey, you know, us Ram fans saw it coming a couple years ago with Russ Wilson. Russell Wilson is, is kind of overrated and has been for two or three years. I mean, he was a great quarterback in his prime. He's not in his prime anymore. His style of play works, uh, but not in a Sean Payton offense, apparently. And uh, I'll go with the Dolphins in that one. Chargers at the Vikings and you know, my special assistant who couldn't join us uh, this week was saying that um, he thinks this could be the most insane, unpredictable, crazy game ever played in the history of the NFL. Two teams that always put on a show often ends badly for their fans, especially Charger fans. Last year, the Vikings with the cardiac kids came back and won a bunch of close games. This year, it's not working for them. They've lost two already. Both teams 0-2. The team that goes 0-3 here is in deep doo-doo. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win this one. I don't think Cam Akers is going to make an impact out of the gate. But let's go with the Chargers. Is that my first visiting team I've picked? I think it is. Patriots at the Jets. And, you know, my special assistant chimed in on this one. And he, he has so much respect for what Bill Belichick can do. Uh, defensive scheming 
especially against a team like the Jets and uh, Zach Wilson. So another visiting team wins this one. Uh, the Patriots knock off the Jets and the Jets. Man, it's so promising uh, a couple weeks ago what their season might look like. And now, man, it's falling apart. Bills and Commanders. And this could be a really fun game. This might be my game of the week. You know, it's in Washington. So, you know, lean, lean the Commanders a little bit for that reason. The Bills are probably the better team. Uh, overall, and, you know, they're a seasoned team that has a lot of, uh, just a really strong roster across the board, wide receivers, uh, defensive players. They got Leonard Floyd now. Just They got talent all over that roster. And then Washington, I mentioned in my loop around the league a couple days ago, Sam Howell, he is the real deal. And by the end of this year, Sam Howell is going to have Mucho respect across the NFL. You just watch. But we're taking the Bills. Panthers at the Seahawks. Seahawks at home. The Panthers, I don't know why they were getting some love at all. The rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, he's going to be okay eventually. But yeah, take the Seahawks here to move to 2-1. and one. I think we should pull for the Panthers, obviously, but don't think it's going to happen. The Cowboys at the Cardinals, and the Cowboys got that devastating news. Their cornerback out for the year. And, you know, an elite defense takes a ding like that. Not good for their Super Bowl hopes because this the Cowboys are a team that you have to consider uh, to be one of the front runners in the chase for the Super Bowl. But they're going to they're gonna take care of business against the Cardinals. And another visiting team suddenly that I'm taking the next game Bears at Chiefs. I am not. I am not taking the visiting team in this one. The Chiefs will roll in that one. Hopefully, they don't take this uh, one too lightly. But uh, Justin Fields, uh, I guess he wants the coaches to get out of his way and let just let him play ball or, or something like that. But uh, take the Chiefs there. Steelers at the Raiders, and this is a tough game to pick. You know, Raiders. Kind of struggling there. Had a had a tough outing against the Bills. And did you hear Devontae Adams? I, I did. I was unaware of this. Took a shot from uh, Taylor Rapp, our old buddy. And Taylor Rapp was pretty good at delivering hits. And Devontae Adams did not speak too kindly about Taylor Rapp, basically insinuating, young man, the reason you're not on the field for more snaps is because you haven't learned how to play the game correctly. Your job is just to fly around and play reckless football and lay uh, questionable hits on people. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not trying to quote Devontae Adams, but uh, I'll have to go back and see that. Uh, he was not happy. And um, But anyways, Taylor Rapp, uh, one of the X-Rams I have not talked yet, about yet this week, um, making an impression on Devontae Adams, not a good one. But I'm taking the Steelers here. Steelers on the road. There's going to be a lot of Steeler fans there. Uh, one of the guys on our podcast network, Steeler podcaster, he'll be in Las Vegas for that game. And that's the, you know, the Raiders are going to have the same problem that the Rams have had. You know, the Rams is it's just a metropolis with uh, thousands of fans for virtually every team in the NFL, well, except for maybe a couple. Uh, and uh, they're all, you know, hey, the Steelers come to Los Angeles once every eight years, right? All the Steeler fans are going to show up. That's just the way it is. Las Vegas, it's a little bit different. I don't know if that there, there's necessarily 
thousands of Steeler fans living in Las Vegas. But hey, you want to take a road trip in October, September, October, November out of the east or the north and go drop in on Las Vegas for a weekend and see your team play the Raiders. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen a lot. Something the Raiders are going to have to learn to deal with. Uh, but taking the Steelers here, um, going to be a good game, though. This is, uh, you know, one of those games the uh, NFL loves to highlight to uh, somewhat iconic franchises uh, battling it out. Eagles at the Buccaneers. This game may be closer than you think. Uh, Eagles not firing on all cylinders. Bucks playing better than everyone expected. But the Bucks really haven't been tested yet. I'm going to take the Eagles here. And Rams at Bengals. By the way, that Eagles-Bucks game is on Monday night, as well as the Rams and Bengals. Who do you think I'm taking in the Rams-Bengals game? Well, if you already listened to my Ram-Eagle preview, you already know the final score. Rams 33, Bengals 17. Uh, and this prediction is based on Joe Burrow not playing. If he ends up playing, it'll be much closer. I still think the Rams win, though. Rams are playing really good football. They got a few holes to plug, a couple of little things to work on. But man, this draft they had and last year, guys like Kyron Williams stepping up, Tutu Atwell finally contributing on a regular basis. Fun team, fun team to watch, fun team to get around, to get behind. Wait till Cooper Cup comes back. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna juice things up even more. But I'm taking the Bengals in that one. So we'll see how I did next week. Uh, it's got to be better than 8-8. Eight and eight. There's a lot of games here. This is a Survivor Football uh, love fest here. There are just so many games to pick from if you're in a Survivor League and you feel pretty darn safe. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I get uh, 11 of these correct or so, 11 or 12. That'd be my guess. I'm counting on it. Then we'll bring Matt back next week, and uh, we'll try out – well, me and him will – do another round for week four of my Rams Up Straight Up picks. Thanks a lot. Out here. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.